it's not, it, it's, it's easy for us to say, it's certainly easy for me to sit up here and say, hey, it's a choice, it's a choice, it's a choice. Um, but in order to make the right choice, you actually have to take a step back and realize uh, the way your brain, to your point, is taking information in, right? And that if you don't, um, if you don't change the input every single day, if you don't really understand, if you don't really understand exactly the way your brain operates and how it is controlling what you believe is possible and the, the, every decision you're making through the day, then you won't make different choices because you're not respecting the power of what's going on in between your ears. That it is without question, the most powerful ally you have is your, what is going on in between your ears, your brain, your mindset, what you know, how it is driving you every single day. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder, why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome to Money Talkers with your host, Cody Laughlin. I have a special guest today. I have been personally been getting his emails for like 10 years, so I'm super excited to talk to him. I have Kent Clothier on, the, on with me today. He is a real estate veteran, which doesn't do him justice. So uh, he's the founder and CEO of Real Estate Worldwide. It's a multifaceted real estate education company with the headquarters in La Jolla, uh, California. Clothier has become one of the industry's most respected and influential thought leaders. I have, uh, I have seen so much of his stuff and seen his programs, and so I can't wait to dive in to pick his brain about his, his thoughts on the real estate market right now, what you can do to get into it, and, uh, and all the above. So with all that kind of said, welcome to the show, Kemp. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm excited, man. I, um, I know, can, can you give me, there's, there's basically uh, like three pieces to REWW, right? Like three big main kind of cores to them. Can you kind of walk me right. through what you do with that? Yeah, so we have a, a software business uh, where our primary function there is that we provide a tool to real estate investors and agents called SMART, which stands for Strategic Marketing and Real Estate Training. Basically, it is lead generation software. We go off and mine data uh, all over the country and bring it back and put it in a format where people can easily go in and, you know, in any, any market, they can find exactly who all of the current cash buyers are, for instance, or all, what all the vacant properties are, who are all the people that are loaning money privately, right? So three core components of real estate that everybody's looking for, buyers, sellers, and money. It does all that. And then it does, not only does it go and show you who all these people are through, um, you know, through public record, uh, it will turn, and by the way, not only vacant properties, it does every form of, of distress, right? So they're going through any financial struggles, if they out of state owners, whatever the situation is, it helps, it helps kind of take this really broad situation and narrow it really down into very targeted data points and say, these are all the best prospects and go and do these mouse clicks and we'll connect you with them by phone, by email, by direct mail and 
create all the campaigns for you. So it kind of solves a lot of problems for a lot of people out there very, very quickly. Um, what's, what's amazing if, about that is that, you know, I've been doing, I was a, I had a mortgage brokers and real estate brokers, but I also did a lot of hard money stuff. And I also helped people. I tied um, wholesalers to regular people through a website. And this is before mm -hmm. everything blew up back in the day, but um I would go to a lot of seminars, right? I'd go to, because that was where I would, I would prospect in there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And what I found, um, I heard a stat, something like 95, 97% of people who buy a real estate um, investing program, let's say it's a $500 DVD, and they're getting pitched stuff that is not real practical. They never buy a house because they don't have those things, right? Finding the right. property, having the money, and, and you know, and, and those things like, that, that's such an awesome way that you've um, attacked that because it brings reality that you can go out and actually find the property. Because I think that's what happens to a lot of people when they go out there, right? It's, it's extremely eye-opening when you deal with the facts, right? When you're not dealing, like what you're talking about, when you're not dealing in this theoretical place that a lot of people like to play in, when you're dealing with the facts and, you know, in a matter of seconds, you can go into any place in the United States right on your screen and say, who are all of the people paying cash for houses in zip code, you know, 33155. And it will just instantaneously tell you, okay, well, here's the last hundred transactions. Here's their name. Here's their address. Here's their phone number. Here's the price they paid. Here's the street address. The I mean, that, that pulls back the curtains, as you said, on, on what is really possible here. And when you can, uh, when you can do that for people, it's a pretty, like you said, very eye-opening kind of um, experience because it just takes them out of the, out of the realm of, well, Am I going to be in the 95% that doesn't do anything or am I going to be in the 5% who has all the tools right here to do it, which kind of leads to the second and third phase of our business, which is we have our education business, which we have, you know, courses that teach people every facet of real estate, uh, starting with wholesaling and going all the way up to multifamily and wealth building, et cetera. And then we have ultimately our coaching and mastermind programs, which are, you know, I, I have some of the most uh, as you said, man, I've been doing this for a long time. So I have some students that have become wildly, wildly successful, hundreds and hundreds of deals a year that have uh, decided to donate their time and energy into helping people kind of jump back in. So uh, from a coaching standpoint, we're really proud that people get to work with real people doing it every single day, breaking things down for them, showing them exactly what to do, holding them accountable, and then ultimately putting them into a room with our boardroom mastermind where they get the opportunity to network and partner and work with hundreds of other really successful investors from all over the world. I, uh, I have a quick question for you on that because you, you, you unpacked a lot of things in there, but I have one quick question for you because I, I think it's a very important thing. Are the majority of the people in your mastermind, and let's say you said about 150, right? And these are people mm -hmm. that to get there, you, you've, you've done some deals, right? Let's just put it that way, right? <laughs> right? You've, you've had a pretty large measure of success probably. Um, and so are the majority of them, family money that's gone through the through the rings or, or is this are they mostly self-made probably 100 percent are self-made and actually maybe 99 i can think of one exception um and i just want to kind of course correct one thing every, not everybody that's been in that room has been wildly successful yet i definitely believe that one of the most powerful things you can do is put yourself in the right room Yes, And so it would be extremely hypocritical of me to believe that as strongly as I do than to turn around and uh, negate that opportunity to somebody that, you know, wants to get in there, right? I've got, I've got a little bit of experience. I have the resources. I have the desire. I have the intention. I want to do what I want to do. And I know that I'm a product of the people I surround myself with. And 
That's the kind of person I actually want to put in that room. I want them to be highly highly aspirational. I want them to sit across the table from somebody that five years ago was broke and is now doing 200 deals a year because the moment you do that, they suddenly see themselves in that other person and it gets even more real. And that's why I wanted to ask that question though, because I think a lot of people give themselves the excuse of saying, well, I can't do 200 deals a year because I wasn't, you know, my family wasn't born with tons of money or, you know, I'm wildly successful businessman or whatever it is. You can, that's the beautiful thing about real estate is that as you surround yourself with people that are brain trust, you start to understand how the sausage is kind of made and it's, it's doable, right? It's very doable no matter what your 100%. background is. hundred percent. Not only is it doable, um, but it is, but it's, you know, again, the, the single biggest asset that an entrepreneur has or the single biggest liability is what's going on between his or her ears, mm-hmm. period. Um, you know, there's so many overeducated, broke people out there. You know them and I know them. And then there's a ton of really, really, really wealthy people that, quite frankly, just aren't that book smart. Um, and so the difference is what's going on in their heart, what's going on in their head, and what the story is that they're telling themselves. And so when you realize that you have the ability to unlock that inside of yourself. Um, and then that's when all the magic happens. It isn't about where you came from. It isn't about what you have today. It's about what you believe is possible and what you're willing to do to go make it happen. And that's such a beautiful way to put that. I, um, I, I love that, um, you know, that I know, I, and, I, and I know just from following your stuff, like how passionate you are about these things, because I've been watching it for years and that, um, I, I've been on even some of the webinars and, I, and I've watched you and, I, and you, you don't pull punches, right? You, you tell people exactly what they're supposed to, what they need to know, right? And as opposed mm-hmm. to just kind of the, the smoke and mirrors, the guy who's like, you know, ah, any bank will finance you. Don't worry about your finances. It's totally fine. Like, you know, <laughs> they, there's no rules to this stuff. It's super easy. Just buy my DVD. It's not that kind of stuff. And so that's one of the reasons I was really excited to bring you on here because I believe that real estate and I believe entrepreneurship are by far the two best paths to wealth. And I want to see what your, what your opinion is around that. No question. No question. And I have, um, well, first off, let's start with entrepreneurship, right? At the top of the, the top of the ladder and then come down more niched out. Um, I was really fortunate that I was raised by an entrepreneur, uh, in an entrepreneurial family and have been an entrepreneur, entrepreneur my entire life. I, I, I honestly don't know what it's like to go out there and work for somebody else and and be, you know, driving to work every morning for an hour and a half, trying to make somebody else rich, right? Um, that's just not the way I was raised. But as I've gotten older, and you know, as I've become uh, much more higher profile and speaking all over the world, I've realized what kind of a gift that really is to give to somebody. Um, when you are raised like that, you just, you have a very, very different belief system. And so to be able to adopt that in your life and understand that you are the person you have the ability to uh, change your life in a real profound way is, you know, it's an amazing, we live in an amazing time and an amazing place. And one of the, one of the best gifts you can ever be given is to just understand that from a perspective standpoint. So, you know, when I I had the opportunity to go and I work with a lot of charities and and I spent a lot of time uh, in, in that section of my life. And I had the opportunity to go to Haiti back in 2012. And, and that is a place that is so completely destitute. Um, it's, it's shocking, quite frankly. It's such a humbling, humbling experience. And when you realize that there's not one person there that wouldn't trade, right, their very best day for your worst day 
in this place we're sitting today, right? When you're sitting around telling yourself how bad things are, playing the victim, why all these things can't happen, just understand, you still have the opportunity of a lifetime right in front of you. And it's called being an entrepreneur. It requires work. It requires following a path. It requires being willing to get hit, being willing to get knocked down uh, and get back up. But it's still your opportunity to, to waste away if you choose to. Um, and then when you get down into real estate, you understand when you go down that path, uh, the ability to use leverage in real estate is like, in, unlike anything else, right? So you can easily come in at the bottom, no money, come in, start wholesaling, create active income, quickly flip contracts and make money, right? There, there's an active part of this business that can create a, an, an alarming amount of cash. And, but then to take that knowledge and to take that new resource you've created in that money and start to use it to create real wealth from a leverage standpoint, where else are you going to have the bank that's going to loan you 75 to 90% of your asset? that you're purchasing, right? And then where the taxes are structured in a way to where you get to accelerate the depreciation and write off a huge part of that asset very, very quickly, just compounding your wealth over and over and over. Um, real estate is an amazing, amazing vehicle to create an enormous amount of wealth and prosperity. Um, but you gotta start at the beginning, right? You gotta decide, I'm, I'm not going to waste this chance that I've been giving, I'm healthy, I have blood in my veins. I got air in my lungs. I sit, I'm sitting in the, you know, the greatest country in the world when it comes to um, nothing being in your way, developing your entrepreneurial skills. You have podcasts that are just everywhere like this and education that's just all around you. You have the ability to uh, gain insight. When, you know, think about all, how fast you can connect now with um, very, very high profile entrepreneurs you know, through Instagram and social media and stuff. And if you want to go and send a direct message to Ed Milet right now, good chances are he's gonna to respond to you, right? This guy worth $500 million. When, where else can you do that? And that's just the world we live in today. And so to sit around and play the pity party and tell yourself that, that this isn't for you, that's a choice in my opinion. You know, I heard the word choose and choice multiple times through there. And it's a principle for me that that's all you're given, right? That's what we're given mm -hmm. in life. And especially we're given it here, but like you said, because we have the opportunities to choose to chase them or not. And, you know, that's a Stephen Covey principle where it's basically all that you're given in life is a choice. And so the choices that you make have different determining factors. But if you don't like the factors that are, you know, the results that you're receiving from the choices, change your choices, right? And choose to do something mm -hmm. about it. And I, uh, I, I, I just love hearing that from your speech in the way you're talking, because I, I believe in the power of words, um, have massive uh impact on our results right and so, so the, the limit that, that, is, that is 100 percent correct man so glad yeah. you said that it just it really does i mean when with the way you look at the world and your paradigm is so much more impactful than the way the world really is right because you're 100 you know, if, you, if you don't believe there is any potential i can assure you you will choose to do the least amount possible Period. <laughs> there's no outcome for you. If there's no big thing, if, you're, if there's nothing that you really believe is, is, is attainable, then why would you make the choice to pour your heart and soul into something? So it really starts with understanding that the way you view the world, the way you talk to yourself, the way, you know, the information you take in and believe about what's possible is everything. You know, I learned something recently too. I interviewed a neuroscientist and she told me that, um, 
She said, what, and I always thought this, you know, I always kind of thought of like garbage in, garbage out, like principle with, with computers, but I never really understood why our brains work that way. And I asked her about it and she said, uh, she said, what happens is that like when you, the information that you take in, well, one, it doesn't really change the way you see the world, but what it does is that your brain has an innate value to uh, validate the information that you're taking in. So if you're taking in information about being successful or about learning from someone like yourself, that's, I mean, you, you guys have done, I don't know how many thousands and thousands of house deals and stuff like, you know, you're taking in this information, your brain seeks to validate it. So you start to see the world differently. Mm hmm. You know, and I always thought that was a really cool kind of principle because I think a lot of people, when I, when I talk to high achievers like yourself, they, we, we talk about these things, right? We say, well, man, it's, it's, you have the choice to see the world the way you want to. But I also think it really comes down to a lot of times is like, what information are you putting into your brain? Because if you're looking for bad, if you, if all you do is watch, you know, whatever the news and see nothing but bad for 55 minutes, when you go out in the world, that's what you see. For sure. And then, and then, you know, a, a great example of that was like, if you listen to, you know, I, sp I spend a lot of time, I travel a lot with my family and we have a lot of different places that we love to go down in Mexico, just as an example, right? But this is a perfect illustration. If you go and watch the news or listen to anything, you would think that it is just, you know, you would never want to be a part of it. And it is 180 degrees opposite. It's literally one of the most beautiful places on the planet. Um, with the most amazing people that you would want to spend time with. But it's just a product of what's going on in here. And I think what most people, you know, just take it one step further back. It's not, it, it's, it's easy for us to say, it's certainly easy for me to sit up here and say, hey, it's a choice, it's a choice, it's a choice. Um, but in order to make the right choice, you actually have to take a step back and realize uh, the way your brain, to your point, is taking information in, right? And that if you don't, um, if you don't change the input every single day, if you don't really understand, if you don't really understand exactly the way your brain operates and how it is controlling what you believe is possible and the, the, every decision you're making through the day, then you won't make different choices because you're not respecting the power of what's going on in between your ears. That it is without question, the most powerful ally you have is your, what is going on in between your ears, your brain, your mindset, when you know how it is driving you every single day. When you finally, you know, I, I get the opportunity to speak and network with a lot of really, really high-end people. I mean, very, very fortunate that I get to call these people my friends. Um, and there's not one of them that doesn't talk about it. Not, not one. The conversations are just different, man. I mean, like, we all have this super hardcore burning desire in, inside of us, but we are constantly fueling it. Right. We're constantly fueling it. like, all right, man, there's something that I feel a bigger drawing, a bigger purpose, a bigger thing that I got to do in my life. Right. Yeah, I'm here. But, but, you know, I know I have more inside of me. So I know that people that are sitting on the outside looking in are always asking, you know, why don't you stop? Why don't you when is enough? It isn't about enough. It's like I know that I, ha I can achieve more. Why? Because I keep feeding my mind, my soul, my heart, everything inside of me, my spirit that um, if I'm going to be here for a very finite number of days, I plan on wringing out of every one of those days everything that I possibly can. And I believe everybody should. And so what do I have to do to make sure that I'm constantly engaged to make that happen? Because again, at that moment, everything starts to change for people. So get your mind right first and you'll be shocked at what you suddenly start believing is possible. So, so where do you think that comes from? Um, I think that, I think that, 
uh, a lot of people have it naturally, uh, but I think that a lot of people get sick and tired and put and get, and get pushed around. Uh, and, you know, whether it's a dead end job, a dead end relationship, whatever the case may be, life's been tough, right? And, and there's something that inside of them that, that is just fed up with where they are and they start seeking the truth. And, you know, a lot of people that are listening to this or, or watching this will have seen the movie, The Matrix. And it is a great uh, analogy here. Like there is a different game being played, ladies and gentlemen, for sure. And what, what you need to respect is that just because you don't understand it or you don't uh, appreciate it or maybe you've even you know never been um even exposed to it doesn't make it any less real it is 100 percent a fact that there is a different game played um by successful entrepreneurs and successful people at you know at every level i mean there i have a friend that is a very very successful pastor one's one of the largest churches in the in the country and you know he's not an entrepreneur but he has a he has a profound message a way of communicating a bigger calling so those people are all just uh playing a very very different game and i think that you have to one um appreciate that the game exists and then two seek out the information so that it unlocks for you again use the movie the matrix like the moment that red pill blue pill the moment that choice was made uh, an entirely different world started opening up that's the way the world really works and there's people just sit on the sidelines and play play the role of just i would i would prefer you know here's here's the this is going to be a little bit of a kick in the teeth but it, it's, it is the way it is for a lot of people it's just a choice or it's just um, it's just easier to not engage. It's just easier to remain ignorant. It's just easier to stay in that, you know, kind of ocean of mediocrity. And I get that. And I know it's not made for everybody. You know, I, I, I see that, that as opportunity though, right? When I see like, it's kind of what I'm doing with money talkers. Like I can put my hands up and say, man, eh, my school system just doesn't teach them. But I run the other way when I see those things. And I think that's kind of ingrained in us right. as entrepreneurs is like, okay, if everybody's doing something one way, and we all know it's probably not the best way to do it. I'm going to run and do it the other way and see what happens. Right. right? It's just kind of, I think it's just there. And it's like that, that thing. And like, I, I think you can step into it. Right. With that, with that piece where you have that choice and you say, okay, I first, I'm going to choose to see what's going on. Like, I'm going to, I love that you said, I love that you said that like you, you have a choice, but a lot of people just don't engage. Cause in my mind, I was thinking a lot of people just don't make a choice. Like, Make right. something. And, that, and that is a choice in and of itself, right? Yeah. That is a choice. That, the moment that, that you just turn a blind eye to it, just understand that, that that's exactly what you just did. But like I think you, feeding, I think when people think about where to start, right? And, I, and I'm trying to just work through this as I'm talking with you. Is like, I think that like choosing to where to start is to begin to feed yourself with the information that you're, that you want. So I think of like podcasting, right? Like the average radio listener uh, makes thirty grand, thirty to thirty-five thousand dollars a year. The average podcast listener makes above eighty thousand dollars a year, right? And you say, well, why is that? They have better stuff. They have this. No, they're intentionally listening, right? They're right. going to seek information from people because it's out there. It's amazing, you know. Some of the stuff I listen to and I learn when I'm listening to these people and they're in my head and I'm just walking or jogging or whatever blows my mind that the, well, you, just, the you just said it. You, just, yeah. you just said it they're seeking right that's a choice that's why they are making more money that's why they are more successful they are more intentional and so i think that's what it starts with is is that again uh you are being programmed one way or the other period 
right? If you're listening to the radio and you're not taking a choice and you're just haphazardly driving in and doing the thing that tens of millions of people do every single day, um, understand that in that exact moment, whether you appreciate it or not, realize it or not, whatever the case may be, there is a choice that can be made. And by the way, um, what I also think a lot of people, what keeps them from going after it is that they're looking for an end result immediately. Um, and so they would come into something and say, well, you know, I'm feeling this pressure. It'd be really nice if I could figure out a way to go make $50,000 right now. Right. Instead of they want, they want the tactic, they want the strategy, they want the quick hit. They don't want the, the, you know, life changing, uh, epiphany that will make it where they make $50,000, you know, in 90 days and for the rest of their life, right? And understand that one is, one, is a, one is a struggle, one is a choice, one is more strategic, one is a bigger eye-opening experience, and one is a quick, you know, adrenaline hit. And the quick adrenaline hit people, I mean, I get them every day inside of my, you know, DMs on Instagram. Hey, tell me how to go make $50,000 right now. And I'm like, <laughs> seriously, is this what we really want to talk about right here? Um, and I mean, you guys, you're talking to me. You're talking to me directly. This is what you want to talk about. Uh, and I get it. But that, well, that's just, why the diet pill industry is so big, question. right? That's why the diet I mean, pill industry is billions question. and billions. <laughs> yeah. And, you, and I mean, the more, more profound question is, is I would love to hear your story. I'd love to know the journey you took. I'd love for you to hear my story, maybe uh, help guide me you know, toward a path of success because I'm looking to create a successful life. And you know, I know that doesn't feel as... Uh, sexy a lot of times, but I promise you when, when you do that versus the other thing, it is so much more rewarding and the money finds you. I, uh, I interviewed um, the gentleman that uh, basically he wrote the code that became Carvana. Carvana bought him and implemented his, his, his software and became Carvana, which became the largest used car retailer right. in the world, right? And uh, it was really funny to hear him say because his um his professor at the university actually was the guy who basically seeded like a whole bunch of different places google uh a whole bunch of different software companies and um and he still was a professor because he found most of the talent was there early right and so he would it was almost like his own little investor pool which i thought sure. was a really brilliant idea from the from the professor that's, that's but great he was around so many of these people and what he he said that like the one overwhelming piece that people didn't understand was that most of the overnight successes were 10 years in the making. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. just I'm happen. A, I'm a classic, I'm a classic yeah. example, right? I'm an overnight success, 30 years in the making. I mean, I, it looks and feels one way because of social media and whatever you want to say and high public, uh, public profile, but man, it's hard to, uh, I, I, I have, I got the scars that matter. I'll tell you that, man. I, I mean, I've been beat up more times than I've ever made it. And I'm sure you have as well. I mean, it hasn't always been cupcakes and roses and sunshine. I mean, there's been a lot of really, really hard hits. Um, and, and you've got to go into the game understanding that that's going to happen. And, but if the game is I'm going to create a successful life, I'm going to be the best version of myself. I'm going to create a successful business. I'm going to be somebody my kids can be proud of. I want to really, you know, continue to spread my wings from an entrepreneurial standpoint. And I want to continue to take advantage of the opportunity. I mean, when it's, those are the types of lofty goals you have in your life, then yeah, making mistakes and getting beat up is just part of it. So let me ask you, let me shift this a little bit. Let me ask you something. Um, you mentioned that you love to travel with your family and those kinds of things. Um, what, what do you do as a, as a parent 
and that kind of pull back the curtain a little bit and say, you know, what, what do you, what are you leaving as your legacy with your kids? And what are, what are you intentionally, like, what are your tactics? And, and then also like kind of philosophically, what are, what are, what's important to you when you're, when you're looking at that way? So my kids are extremely dialed in on my message, which is on the board behind me, right? About time. And that the single biggest currency that they have in life is time. It's not money. Um, and that by creating wealth and creating money will ultimately allow you to spend the time more creatively in the way you want to, and you want to do it, but don't ever kid yourself. Uh, this is not, this is not about money. And then this is about freedom and freedom to control and compress time the way you want it to the way, just mold it the way you want it to be in your life. Um, I spend a lot of time talking to my kids, uh, about finance. I spend a lot of time, more importantly, talking to them about entrepreneurship and how old are they? Uh, I have a 27-year-old son, a 15-year-old daughter, and a 7-year-old daughter. Oh, wow. You've got a, so, you've got a range, so that's amazing. Yeah. So, and, I have uh, one in my 20s, one in my 30s, one in my 40s, man. <laughs> I got, I got awesome. better at it as I went along. Um, so um, my, my 27-year-old son, is uh, he actively works inside of our investing business, um, and so he's got, he gets to see it kind of from the inside out. Um, and, you know, I encouraged him along the way to – quite frankly, not do that, to, to go out and maybe try and start his own thing and try to help him. But it's just not something that he was prepared to do at this time. My 15-year-old, she definitely has that bug. Isn't um, it amazing? Has- so I always ask entrepreneurs this, right? Like when you see it with your kids, like I always wonder, like, it kind of goes back to that brain validation thing. Like my nine-year-old daughter, like I just see her I'm like she's gonna go take on the world like that's just she she has got that gene that's like I want to go figure things out and fix them and she's coming up with business ideas all this stuff since she was like five years old and I'm like I wonder if I'm looking for it or if she just like is really exemplifying that or I or I magnify it and I feed it right and I know I do I don't mean if I do I mean I know I feed it because I talk to her about stuff like that but I think that the I think that the excitement that I get to talk about entrepreneurship with her has helped mold that. And I think as parents, you can do that. And I think that that's a wonderful thing as we're talking about from money talkers perspective, right? Is that you're not afraid to talk to your kids about money and wealth and entrepreneurship, right? And I think that there's there's a big powerful piece in there. Well, you know what it is, brother, it's legacy, right? And so here's, here's the, my perspective is probably a little different, but I, but I think about this. I do. So, the reason I do what I do, like me as a business person, is, is it's really important to me for my kids to see me struggle. It's really important for, my, for me to demonstrate to my kids what it looks like to start businesses, run businesses, go through the ups and downs, share that entire journey with them. Because I got that from my father, right? And so, you know, I was inside of grocery stores when I was, uh, you know, since 12 years old, maybe even younger. I started my first business when I was 16. I started a really successful business when I was 17 with my father that ultimately, you know, was doing almost $2 billion a year by the time I left and uh, when I was 30. Um, so my journey was, was extremely powerful for me. And I look and see that, you know, my father chose to be an entrepreneur. Uh, he had a great corporate job inside of, you know, one of the largest grocery retailers there in Texas. He was really, really successful on the path to being the CEO of a, you know, billion dollar plus company walked out of it started opening up his own grocery stores convenience stores we were right there i watched it all watched him go through bankruptcy the whole thing um and so 
I think about that, that, you know, he made a choice to become an entrepreneur, which changed the lives of me and my brother dramatically uh, in a very positive way, a lot of negative, but in a, in a very positive way, ultimately. And now look at what I'm doing, right? So now here I am with this huge reach, millions of people that I'm in, you know, over 60,000 students that we've been able to impact over the year. Here's the opportunity for me to create tens of thousands of entrepreneurs that will ultimately go and have that same hopefully impact on their kids. You know, this ripple effect that just goes out and out because he made the decision to become an entrepreneur, right? So he doesn't make that decision. I don't become this. And then this whole world, this whole universe, you know, because of the time we live in now, which is only expanding, none of that exists because I would have never had the reach and be who I am today. So I think that becoming an entrepreneur and having these conversations with your kids and demonstrating to them what it looks like and all that, I think it's really, really powerful because you're quite literally creating, you know, the next person that could become, you know, whoever in the world. You just don't know. And you don't know what kind of ripple effect that's going to have. So when my 15-year-old daughter is sitting here and completely unannounced, by the way, comes to me and says, hey, dad, by the way, I opened up an Etsy store and I'm making tie-dye shirts over here. It's called, you know, twisted tie-dyes and we've already sold two thousand dollars worth of tie-dye shirts with me and my friend and oh by the way i got this poshmark store over here dad that i opened up and we're selling my old clothes and your my mother or my mother's old clothes and i'm just like what and i mean by the way did all of this without telling me and then came to me like now i want to talk to you about business let's let's really turn it into something that you know kind of proves to me that um by demonstrating, not talking about it, but actually doing it in front of her and in front of them, um, they're, they're getting the right message or they're getting a message that I'm proud of, right? Whether they do something with it or not is completely up to them. But I, I love uh, knowing, the fact that you said, I want them to see me struggle, right? Yeah. I love that because it, it's, it's, we, it's, I think that we have that flipped a lot of times as parents right? We only want the good things in the world for our kids to see like that. They need to see that there is to get to the things that you want, the struggle, you know? Yeah. I, honestly, I think it's the best thing you can do for your kids because I think they live in a world through social media where they get a very skewed perception. Nobody's going on social media and talking about, you know, all the bad stuff going on in life. Everybody wants to go and pose on the private planes and pose in front of the cool cars and the houses and the vacations and everything. You know, it's an extremely voyeuristic medium. And for, uh, you know, that can be highly impressionable. I mean, it can create a lot of self-doubt in somebody for them to sit around and think about, you know, why is that, why does this 18 year old get to be a YouTube star making $25 million a year? And I don't, right. And that's a, that's a weird dynamic that we didn't never had to deal with growing up. And yeah, I mean, it's front and center. For them. They're in a totally different world, you know, and I, I, oh, and I like oh, to brother, tell people, yeah. I, I, we, we stayed in a hotel a couple of years ago and I had to explain TV to my son. And it kind of hit me in the face because I was like, he was like, just put the show on. I'm like, you can't, you know, <laughs> like they, yeah. he was like, why not? And he's like, cause somebody somewhere decided what time you could watch this show. If you want to, he was like, why? And I'm like, I get, it's not the same thing. Like I get your way is way better. You can binge watch, you know, Pokemon for three hours. If you want to go through 30 episodes or whatever, right. you know? Right. So you know, mean, they have these that, different, it, yeah. With we don't, and world. so, and so too much, you know, going back to the point is that, yeah. you know, in a skewed world like that, I think it is really important that they get a good perspective of what it really looks like to be an entrepreneur. Again, you know, they have no idea that maybe that 18 year old that's making millions of dollars on YouTube has spent 10,000 hours, you know, 
uh, creating all that content and pulling all those subscribers in and, you know, all the technical and all the hard, they have no idea. They have no appreciation for that. And so I think that we owe it to them uh, to, uh, to show them, demonstrate, don't talk about it. Let me, let me show you what it looks like to be, you know, up at night wondering about making payroll or, you know, whatever it is, right? Whatever is going on in your business, exposing them to that and then help, helping them understand is going to make them so much more successful as they get older. Um, because quite frankly, it's just reality. That is, yeah. that is what it looks like to be an entrepreneur. Well, I, I, and, and I love that, um, to bring them along. Right. And I think that that, that was kind of one of the goals when I started money talkers was to just break down the taboo that like, it doesn't matter what you do, what your job is or any of those things like, or how much you know about personal finance, but like, you can have the impact with them that you want to have if you're not afraid to do it. That's right. Right. Because you have to step yeah, into some I mean, fears, right? It's not easy to show your kids like you're struggling to make payroll. I, I had, you well, know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's terrifying, but if they see you me, do that and that resiliency in there, I think that that's the word that, you know, for me, when I talk to high achievers and super successful people, like it's that resiliency to like, I'm going to find a way to get this done. Right. right. I mean, it's, it's exuding that, uh, confidence, uh, and being extremely intentional in the face of adversity. That's what's going on, right? That's what yeah. you're really demonstrating to them is that, look, I clearly understand that this is a difficult time. It is a challenging situation, whatever it is, but you don't see me backing up. Yeah. You see Especially think we've had a lot of that in the last six months, right? Going through, Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. I mean, they've watched their father buckle down and make things happen and, and help a lot of people. And, and, you know, they, here, here's the thing, your kids are paying attention one way or the other. You might as well go and be really, really smart and have good conversations and bring them on your journey inside and out throughout the entire process, because you're molding them to become amazing adults. The, the alternative is no different than what we were talking about earlier. If you are passive and sit back and let YouTube educate your kids, um, then, you know, you grow, they're going to be a product of that. And it's that simple. And for me, I just choose my wife and I choose to be extremely active in that process. We have an opportunity and we're going to, we're going to put our best foot forward. We are, I, I would argue we're not great parents. You know, I think we're, we're just like most parents doing the best we can. We're all, we, none of us have all the answers. We're trying to figure it out. But, uh, one thing I am pretty passionate about is that I want them to know that, that, this is what it looks like. That gift that my father gave me, um, that I don't know that he actually intentionally did it. For all I know, I was just free labor. Um, but I got to see it, man. I got to see it right there. I got to see when the truck doesn't show up on time and people and customers are upset and, you know, all the little, I mean, when you're, I had a great real world education by the time I was 17, 18, 19 years old. I mean, I was in a position to run by the time I was 23 years old, I was running a $50 million a year company. I could have never done that if I hadn't had that education along the way from him. See, I believe, uh, well, two things in there. One, uh, I really, honestly, I see such a parallel that I have the lessons I learn as an entrepreneur, how they are, are pl applicable in my family unit, right? Like how to deal with problems, how to attack things, how to identify 100%. them. Like it's yeah, such a weird sure. dynamic I never really you know, knew before. And the sure. older I get, I see it more and more like if I get really good at attacking things in my business, then I can do it at my house a lot better as well. Right. And I think that those are very applicable, but um, you know, one of the, I think one of the big concepts there and you kind of just touched on it uh, in your story 
is that my intended um, result in this is that if we educate our young people with personal finance about how money works, if we educate them about entrepreneurship, that they are able to go out and impact the world bigger than anybody ever thought because they don't have life's constraints yet on them, right? They don't have the family that they have to take care of and the mortgage and the insurance and, and, and this, all the things that people get dumped on on life that they say, oh, I can't start a business. They don't have any of that. So they can go out and solve bigger and bigger problems and make the world a better place. And so I, well, I, and I'm, and I'm listening to you and I'm seeing that kind of in real world action, right? And, and it's what well, you, and you've like recognized this. that now with your father and you said whether he was intentional to it or not, you now can recognize it though you were able to go and take the risk and, and know the, the, the build the, the, um, the core competencies in yourself that allowed you to go out and change the world. It is a, I mean, you nailed it, brother. I mean, that, that is when I, when we started that business in the grocery industry and it was kind of an arbitrage business and we started kind of flipping truckloads of groceries and, you know, I look back and at 23, I was running a $50 million company at 27. It was $800 million a year. Uh, we had gotten, we had gotten purchased by a much larger competitor. Here I am in Memphis, Tennessee, and they, they basically buy our company and say, you know, over the course of 24 months, Hey, we're going to move, we're going to move the 27 year old kid down here and we're going to effectively let him run our company, $800 million company. Right. Um, and to me, it seemed perfectly natural, right? Didn't intimidate me even a little bit. I was like, let's go. And in 30 months, we were doing $1.8 billion. And I look back at that, you know, being significantly older now, and I'm just like, oh my God, what were they thinking, right? But now I know what they were thinking. Here's what they were thinking is exactly what you just said, is that the world had not gotten to me yet, yeah. right? The world had not beaten me up. I believed anything was possible. And so when you can marry those two things, when, when you marry somebody who's like a, a child, right? A teenager that's like, they are completely you know, they're invincible. I can do anything in the world. I mean, the world hasn't beat them up yet. I think they can accomplish anything. And then you arm them with really, really good information and strategies and tactics and wisdom and insight right in front of them, put them right in the game. That is, that is a mechanism for magic, baby. And I mean, it, it's, it's unreal because you have two massively powerful forces that are working at, at a very, you know, very uh, weird intersection right that doesn't happen very often where somebody believes they're invincible and they got enough uh energy and information to actually do something that's an amazing that's an amazing opportunity so i applaud you this is this is exactly what should be happening with kids man well i appreciate that i want to uh i got to wrap with you so we can get on the high impact series here and i just uh man i i love what you're doing i love listening to you um if people want to find out more about you know what you're doing out there how they, how should they connect with you where should they go to find out more about what you're doing I mean, they can always go to kentclothier.com or probably the easiest thing to do is just connect with me on Facebook or Instagram. And it's uh, at Kent Clothier, C-L-O-T-H-I-E-R. Awesome, man. And uh, check out REWW, uh, the smart program. I saw that before and I'm just like, that thing, I, I know what it's doing for people, right? Because I've been in the space and I know the frustration of, 
I'm going to go take on the world and get into real estate investing and then have no idea where to start with things. And so when I saw that program, I was like, that is somebody solving a problem for a lot of people. And so yeah, I think it was really pretty cool. Exciting. Thanks, brother. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thank you for coming on Money Talkers with me. Uh, we'll go hop on and do the high impact series. And uh, people, I hope you've gotten something out of this if you're listening and that you're able to go and just start talking with your kids because the way we were just wrapped up is exactly the way that I would, you know, uh, try to express the impact that you can have, right? Is because they, they, they don't know that what they can't do yet, right? They don't know life has not made them afraid or they're invincible. And if you go and you arm your kids with information that you didn't have until later in life, imagine what they can do to go out and change the world. And so I just wanted to reiterate that, uh, that thought because it just, it got me all lit up, man. So I appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at the Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kid's financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker.